Yo, what is good, everyone? It's great to be back on the Mayo Media Network. My name's Griffin Swanson, and I'm here to break down Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not the Stanley Cup Final that I had predicted, but that's the beautiful thing about hockey. All you need to do is make the playoffs, and you got a shot at winning the Cup. That's what we're seeing here, especially with the Montreal Canadiens. I think a lot of people probably predicted Tampa to be here, uh, but not the Stanley Cup Final that I had predicted myself, but looking forward to it and excited to break down game one. Now, if we take a look here in the top left-hand corner, you can see Tampa is a heavy favorite here in game one, as expected, I believe, especially playing at home, sitting there at minus 195, Montreal coming in at plus 163, and a game total there of 5.0. You'll likely not see that change. Uh, both these teams have played well defensively here, especially as we get further along into the playoffs. 5.0 is what it's at right now, and I first see that happening throughout this series and then I do list out the scoring guide behind me as well the player scoring guide and goalie scoring guide you can use that as a reference as I'm going through my favorite plays here today but before we dive into my favorite plays don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button Pat and his team at the Mayo Media Network are posting content all week long tackling multiple different sports and you don't want to miss out on any of that and for you podcast people head on over to the Apple pods you can find all of the content there as well leave a five-star review while you're at it. And of course, want to talk a little prize picks with you here today. Now, unfortunately, I am recording this on Sunday and prize picks does not have out the NHL picks quite yet, but I still wanted to hop on over to prizepicks.com here. And if you haven't signed up yet and you want to do so, make sure you use code MMN for up to a $100 match deposit. Now, obviously, we're talking hockey here today and I do want to get two prize picks out to you guys for this NHL slate. Again, unfortunately, not out quite yet, but as soon as those picks come out, I'll reach out to the Mayo Media Network team, let them know the two picks that I like. You can find them on the Mayo Media Network Twitter account as soon as those come out. So keep an eye out for those, but again, prizepicks.com, you're not limited here just to NHL picks. You can see here we can play MLB, NBA, PGA, and they even have some early NFL props out as well, and there's a number of different ways that we can play prize picks. For example, we can pick anywhere up from two to five players here on prize picks, and we can approach this two different ways. The flex play or the power play. Now, if you go the power play route, you will need all of your picks to hit, but it does increase the payout. Now, how big can we get this payout here? Let's add two more players. You can see you can bring this payout all the way up to 10x. So, for example here, let's take the over on these hypothetically. You can put, let's put $50 down you can get a return of $500 there. You want to risk a little bit more, $100 for example, you can get 10x in return or $1,000. So again, a number of different ways that we can play prize picks here, but if you're going to be signing up or even want to sign up in the future, just make sure you use code MMN for up to a $100 match deposit. But all right, folks, let's dive back into this spreadsheet here. Now, for those of you who are new to these showdown videos that I do, the first thing we do here before diving into my picks is actually cover six 
six general showdown rules that you should be following as close as possible when it comes to NHL showdown contests. So I'm going to go through these pretty quickly here, but you can take a screenshot of these. This is regards to the most optimal lineups, again, when it comes to NHL showdown contests. So rule number one, no defenseman at captain. I've broken that rule before. I, I did it a lot in the previous series with Vegas, putting Alex Petrangelo in there. So there's always exceptions to these rules, but about 88% of optimal lineups, no defenseman as a captain. Use a max of one goalie, 86% of optimals. Rule number three here, set a minimum salary of $4,300. Just don't leave too much money on the table. Rule number four, remove third and fourth line forwards from the captain pool. Again, there might be an exception every now and then, but primarily should be rostering anyone in that top six or the top two lines on either side of this game, or even goaltenders. Love putting goaltenders in the captain spot. Rule number five, do not use any full line stacks, about 95.5% of optimals. And rule number six here, use a max of two players from the opposing team when using a goalie in the captain spot, and a max of three players from the opposing team when putting a goalie in the flex spot. So six rules here that we should generally be following. Again, always exceptions to these rules, but follow these as close as possible for the most optimal NHL showdown lineups. All right, now we're going to dive into my favorite plays here, kicking it off with the captains. And what I do when it comes to the captains is I list out a player from both sides of this game, one player from each team. So on the Tampa Bay Lightning side of things, I like Nikita Kucherov in the captain spot. Now, obviously there is some risk here. The potential that he gets re-injured, obviously he got hurt in game six against the New York Islanders, only played 46 seconds in that game. However, he did play in game seven, played about 16 minutes, not his normal ice time, usually gets anywhere from 18 to 20 minutes, but good to see him on the ice, to say the least. Now it's the Stanley Cup final. I have to assume he'll play here in game one. There's always the potential of, hey, we're going to play in game seven because it's do or die, and then we'll rest in game one if we do win but I highly doubt it. It's the Stanley Cup final here. He's likely going to gut it out. And look, he's been awesome at home throughout the playoffs. Three goals, 16 assists, 19 points in nine home games, averaging 18 and a half DraftKings points per game. So again, there is some risk with this play here, but assuming he's ready to roll here in game one, I think it's hard not to play Nikita Kucherov. And then on the Montreal side of things here, I'm going to roll with Carey Price once again. If any of you watched my showdown videos in the previous series of Montreal and Vegas, you know that I played Carey Price a lot in the captain spot. And I think it makes sense here once again in this series, if Montreal is going to win this Stanley Cup, it's likely due to the way that Carey Price plays, especially in game one here as Road Dogs. So I'm going to go back to Price once again. It should be a lower scoring game if Montreal does win. Vasilevsky's just been so good at home this year. You can see him highlighted below. And if Montreal wins, I don't foresee Vasilevsky giving up three, four plus goals. So I'm going to go to Price here on the Montreal side of things. You can see he was great again in game six to wrap up that series against Vegas, stopping 37 to 39 shots racking up almost 28 DraftKings points. And in the four wins against Vegas, you can see the numbers here for Price, 19.3, 20.7, 27.9, and 32.1 DraftKings points. So, again, if Montreal wins here tonight, Price is likely going to put up those types of numbers, which is great in the captain spot. Now, moving on down here to my favorite flex plays. Top three guys here all on the Tampa Bay Lightning side of things, and you're probably not going to be able to play all three of these guys here and Nikita Kucherov. You can definitely roll with three of the four, though. First being Andre Vasilevsky here. Kind of name-dropped him when I was talking about Carey Price. He's been fantastic at home throughout 
throughout the regular season and the playoffs, really his numbers speak for himself. He's got a 24-3-2 record while playing at home, averaging close to 19 DraftKings points per game. So really good numbers there. Really the only downside here is he sees fewer than 25 shots. If that does end up happening, he probably can't allow more than one goal or even needs a shutout to meet value at that price tag there of 10-6. But again, been phenomenal at home all season and certainly don't mind going back to him again in game one. Speaking of guys who have been phenomenal, Braden Point here had his nine game goal streak come to an end in game seven against the New York Islanders. But prior to that, this dude was on a heater. He had nine goals, four assists, 13 points in his previous nine games. Plays on the first line, plays on the first power play, plays big minutes for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'm not afraid to go back to him here in game one. If you wanted to, you could stack him up with Kucherov or even someone here like Victor Hedman, who should have the highest ceiling of any defenseman on this slate and in this series plays 24 plus minutes, plays on the number one power play, plays on the penalty kill, and can rack up DraftKings points in a number of different ways. He can get on the score sheet, not afraid to shoot the puck, not afraid to block shots either. Has 20 plus DraftKings point upside. We've seen him hit 17 plus DraftKings points in three of his past six games. You're not going to find any other defenseman on this slate or in this series that can get you that 15, 20 plus DraftKings point number consistently like that. Now diving into some of these Montreal players here. First two guys I want to highlight are on that second line for the Canadians, and I like Tyler Toffoli as well. He's a little more expensive than both Suzuki and Caulfield, but that second line was awesome against the Vegas Golden Knights. The future of Montreal, these guys are young, a lot to look forward here, especially with Suzuki and Caulfield, who I'm highlighting, obviously. That's really what I'm going off of, is that previous series and how good that second line was. You can see here Suzuki had one goal, four assists, five points in the final four games against Vegas. You can see here Caulfield had four goals, one assist in the series as well, averaging 11 and a half DraftKings points per game. So both these guys here should float around anywhere from 16 to 18 minutes in regulation. And that entire second line, including Toffoli, plays on the number one power play. So I'm going to go back to those guys once again. As the series went on against Vegas, I just played these guys more and more as much as I could, and they only got better as the series went on. And the chemistry is really building between these guys as well. Like I said, if you're a Montreal fan, there's a lot to look for to, especially with these two right here. And I've actually been quite surprised with Shea Weber here in terms of racking up DraftKings points in the playoffs, really starting to find some consistency in his game over the past 10 games here. You can see he's hit double-digit DraftKings points in six of his past 10 games, and he's getting that done in a number of different ways. Has one goal, three assists, four points in his past 10, 17 shots on net, and 21 block shots. So look, there's definitely defensemen like Victor Hedman who are going to get you double-digit DraftKings points in that 20 plus DraftKings point upside more consistently, but at $7,400 here for a guy that's hit double-digit DraftKings points in six of his past 10, not bad at all, and I really like the ice time that he's getting there too. Plays on the second power play, plays on the penalty kill, and should play around 23-24 plus minutes as well, just like Victor Hedman. Yanni Gord here found his scoring touch too in that previous series against the New York Islanders. Had three goals in the final five games, including the game-winning and only goal in game seven. You know, when guys do that, they come into the next series with a lot of confidence. And Yanni Gord's one of those guys who can be a bit streaky and obviously has seemed to found his scoring touch as of late. So I'm going to go back to him here. He is a little more expensive at $7,200 compared to the previous series when he was floating around that five to 6K range. But I certainly still don't mind him at this price. Going to play on the third line and play on that second power play. And then we're going to wrap it up there with two guys who are in the low 4K range. I got one guy from each team. And honestly, these guys are a little 
little more expensive than I think they should be, but this entire slate in general was priced up by DraftKings. I don't know what they're doing there. Maybe they just want to feel out the ownership a little bit before they adjust pricing, but we got Paul Byron in the low 3K range the entire series against Vegas. So keep that in mind. Pricing is up in general here in game one, but these are two low-priced options that stuck out to me on the Tampa Bay Lightning side of things here. I like Eric Chernak. Should play about 19 plus minutes on the blue line for Tampa. Plays on the penalty kill. And at this price tag here, really only need him to get six and a half DraftKings points to meet value. This is a guy who averaged seven DraftKings points per game all season. So I like him at this price tag here. Averaging seven DraftKings points per game obviously stuck out to me. He does have four assists in his past 10 games, so he can get on the score sheet every now and then as well. I'm not really banking on that. I'm banking on the minutes that he plays and playing on the penalty kill. Hope he blocks three plus shots. But again, at $4,200 here, only need six and a half points from him, and he averaged seven all season. And Paul Byron was actually pretty damn good against Vegas. You can see they're averaging eight and a half DraftKings points per game over his past five games. So 2x value right off the bat. Plays on the third line, plays on the penalty kill doesn't get any power play time which I always try to target but at $4,000 here probably not going to find too many guys who do play on the power play and Byron should float anywhere from around 15 to 18 minutes so the ice time is definitely there too so again two low priced options here that can get you one and a half 2x value I think they're a little more expensive than they should be but that's what we have to work with here on game one of this showdown slate all right everyone that's going to wrap up the video here for today as always thank you you all for taking the time out of your day to watch these videos don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button pat and his team at the mayo media network are posting content all week long and you don't want to miss out on any of that and for those of you who want to sign up for prize picks make sure you use code mmn for up to a 100 dollars match deposit folks we got game one here of the stanley cup final i couldn't be more excited like i said not the teams i expected to be here maybe the tampa bay lightning but the montreal canadians i think have all of us shocked really excited to see what they can do here against the defending stanley cup champion let's enjoy this game folks let's win some money here as well i'm out of here mm -hmm.